Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This Arsenal season preview edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, contests and content, including our NFL Win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for parlay and player props. Go to parlayplay.io. Use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. And we are carrying on and approaching the end of our season previews for all 20 teams in the Premier League. I think we've got three or four left to publish. Um, we're recording this one on the Tuesday night before the Friday that the season starts. And yeah, we're going to have a look at Arsenal. Uh, have uh, a look at their season prospects, make some picks and find some FPL players uh, to watch later on as well. Joining me, Baz, uh, light at the end of the tunnel, Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, mate. What's happening? Evening. Yeah, it feels like the end is now. It'll be good to get into a normal routine of just our live streams and yeah, uh, getting getting people interacting with us a bit more. But uh, yeah, it's excitement for the season coming up. But I feel yeah. like I can't really focus on it until they get these season previews finished. So three to go. We're gonna we're gonna chalk off, chalk them off uh, as quick as we can, and we'll um, be ready to focus on the real stuff. In a way, it's kind of kept us occupied as well, though, because yeah. you was I was like wanted to look at the weekend slate for picks, and I thought I thought it was too, like good Christmas. I just didn't want to spoil myself though, so I was like, no, don't do it, don't do it. I thought I'll look this afternoon. Thought no, dude, go on, just crack on, do some, do some Arsenal stuff, do some uh, Villa, West Ham clubs we've got left to do. Um, so I've just, been, it's been good at uh, filling my time up a little bit. I mean, the good thing um, as well is um, we're going. Well, I say we're going live tonight to do our million pound show, which is our season long picks. Um, yeah. Although by the time this episode goes out, we'll have already done that, so you'll be able to get that on podcasts or watch it again on YouTube. But doing all these season previews has given me a lot more ideas as to things I might like for season long picks for, yeah. for that episode, so that's really helped there um, so yeah well it has because you've been through all 20 teams so you've got yeah and we've looked at so you've looked at the top end of the market you've looked at the bottom end of the market you've looked at match bets you've looked at handicaps you've looked at goal scorers you've looked at forecasts we've covered just about everything and then everything within uh, from, a, from a separate team point of view as well so I fully agreed with that it was like I had 20 pages of notes ready to go uh, when it was time to do the Millie Pound show like um if there are any Arsenal fans who've joined us uh, to consume a bit of Arsenal content before the season for the first time, um, obviously, wherever you found us this time, you'll find us again. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, all the usual spots. Uh, Premier League Gambling Podcast is what you need to search for. On Twitter is SGPN Premier. 
Uh, and YouTube is at Premier League Podcast.com. Uh, so, yeah, give us a subscribe. And uh, me and Basil throughout a sh- couple of shows every week, we'll always preview the Premier League games and make some betting picks on all of them. Uh, we'll cover the Champions League, uh, AFL stuff last weekend. Barry absolutely smashed the granny out with the AFL uh, last weekend. You missed all sorts of ridiculous price winners. We don't guarantee them, uh, but occasionally we do okay. Um, international breaks, absolutely everything uh, we cover as well. And a fair smattering of shenanigans uh, thrown in as well. Um, Arsenal, Baz, um, as is customary on these shows, How's your general Arsenal feelings down the years? Big fan? Um, I'm less of a fan after spending an afternoon <laughs> oh, with shit, yeah. on Sunday, didn't I? So I was down at the Community Shield. I got given uh, tickets for that. Uh, I'd spent the afternoon surrounded by Arsenal fans. And as I say, it's nothing personal to Arsenal fans, uh, but they annoyed the tits off me. Um, yeah. But equally, you know, if it was a ground full of Spurs fans... Villa fans, it didn't really matter. I just didn't want to hear fans of another club singing songs that I don't want to sing. Um, so, so less enamoured with them. Um, I mean, I was trying to think of games, big games. Um, There's been plenty. Like I had to really cut down FA my shortlist. Yeah, FA Cup finals. Obviously, the four-four more recently. Czech Teorte is the one that stands out massively, doesn't it? Czech Teorte with the equaliser in that four-four. Um, and going back not too far at all, um, was that one towards the end of the season, St James's Park? Not last season, but the season before. Yeah, um, that was like a really big sort of demonstration of how far we'd come under Eddie Howe in such a short space of time. Um, so yeah, we've got some memorable games there. Some for the right reasons, some for the wrong reasons. Yeah, the Arsenal generally have got on my week. I mean, we always can be at but this. Any Arsenal fans were sitting now thinking, ah, I shouldn't be idiot. We're not supposed to like each other. It's fine. Like you say, it's not personal. Uh, we expect you to say mean things about Newcastle as well. Um, yeah, the cup final, 98, was horrible. Um, I went to Arsenal in, it must have been around that time. I mean, a little bit later, sorry. Um, we lost 3-2 on a Friday night. Um, it's Highbury. Um, I was there. Laura, was I not there with you? Was that not... No, not that game. Because then I was trying to think, me and you went on a... Where was that match, Baz? It wasn't at Highbury, was it? I've definitely done a Highbury Friday night game, so it might have been that I was at that very same All oh, right, well, you weren't with me. I went with Holmesy. You. Lauren Robert and Olivia Bernard scored. I think... Uh, who scored for... Oh, I can't remember. No, it wasn't Vieira, possibly. Um, Arsenal won 3-2, but Holmesy get back 3-2 either way. It's 33 to 1. And he bought a cat with his winnings, right? <laughs> I mean, we were young men then. Alcohol had been taken. So, yeah, he bought a cat. We saw the worst strip. Who was that with when we saw them strippers, Baz? Those awful 20 pence in a pint pot strippers. That was you. And was that Arsenal? Yeah, uh, what was the... I think we might be in the... F- possibly the Flying Scotsman and round King's Cross. Somewhere around King's Cross. I think the pub was called the Flying Scotsman. That was... That was a low... Yeah, that was grim, wasn't it? That was proper spitting sawdust pub. Like, literally what a pub where it was sawdust on the floor um, and all sorts of scenes on the stage in front of us. That oh, was, mate. That was an experience, that. But that Jack the Ripper doing the five pence, 50 pence with a boom. Well, that'll never leave us. Um, but I hope he bought this cat. Um, and I, the cat only died about two years ago. Like, he got to a kind of age, but the, the, the cat was called Berry after Highbury. 
because that's where he won the money to buy the cat. So the Feather family cat for the last 20 years has been Highbury after that. Like, um, So, yeah, and then we've spent a long time just avoiding not being in the same sphere as Arsenal. So they've got on us, got on our nerves a little bit less uh, by virtue of us being rubbish. Mikel Arteta gets on your tits a bit, uh, which is a shame because you feel like you should like him. Um, he's every apart from his match the antics, he's really quite a personable bloke. Interviews well, talks a lot of sense, people rate him highly. He's doing an incredible job, and he just acts like a knobhead, like a proper knobhead. Um, we're yeah. going to inaugurate the tit list when we start the live shows, Baz. And I'd be surprised if Arteta doesn't make it on there. Like, um, yeah, if he just behaves himself a bit, maybe because he's still quite new to this, he might just behave himself a bit more soon. Yeah, I agree. Um, he does my head in. Um, and, and did so <laughs> from a distance in the uh, in the community shield the other day. I mean, I come on to that in a bit. It, it took him fifteen minutes to get booked in the community yeah. shield. Um, yeah. And I, I sort of covered when we come to our picks or something. I would like, so I'll mention it then. But um, I can see that being a regular occurrence this season with the, the way things are changing in the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when we get to get to the numbers, we'll have a look at how, how Arsenal fared last year and how we expect them to go with some betting picks um, in the upcoming season. I'll tell you first about our Patreon. Um, the Patreon, you will get exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest. That's got a $1,000 first place prize. Pretty impressive. Uh, besides the season-long contests, they also have weekly contests for the Patreons, plus the monthly SGP Stories podcast, which is completely ad-free full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. The Discord channel is a belter. Uh, all of this um, and our continuous free content at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. So Arsenal finished second last year, 84 points. This year, with the books, they are 92 plus 450 to win the league. 1-3, uh, to three, minus 300 for a top four finish. Nine to four plus two twenty-five to miss the top four. Sixteen to one to finish in the bottom half. Seven to one to miss the top six. Um, and on the handicap, they are getting a nine-point head start. Um, for large parts of last year, Arsenal led the league, I reckon, for two hundred and forty-eight days last year, Buzz, uh, and then didn't win. Uh, Twenty-six wins, six draws, six defeats. Um, and I mean. There was a lot of people who were saying, oh, City will get them, City will get them, City will get them. And I thought that for a long time. And then I was trying to pinpoint the, the weekend, Baz, because I came on this show, on the review show, and I think Arsenal had gone odds on. And I thought, that's it. I think Arsenal are going to get this done now. And I sat here and said that. Um, the It was 22nd of January, I reckon, is that weekend when Arsenal uh, looked like they were going to they were going to get the job done. They won five in a row to start off, then they lost at Man United, and then they just flew. When Man City dropped a few points, Arsenal won 13 and drew two. And then that was up to the 22nd January when they went, heads up, uh, went odds on. And then three games without a win, which was the Evan defeat, which was a horror, Brentford, and then the defeat to Manchester City, um, recovered to win seven in a row, and then blew it, three draws in a row, and a second defeat to City where they got spanked. Uh, they lost two of the last three, finished with a bit of a whimper. Eventually, they were beaten quite comfortably, Baz. Um, so, I mean, last season, I, 
did you think they were ever going to get it done or, or did you sort of turn like me and, and think, um, like you say, think they might win it? I mean, I, I always felt City, I think, I think I always felt City would do it because we've seen them do it before in terms of hitting that consistent run. But I think it did get to a point um, where I was very close to turning the thing. In, in fact, I think I probably, I can't remember what I did last week. I think I probably did get to a point where I thought, Arsenal should win this now. Um, and I probably just for a week or so before it turned round, just before they went on that little run, I, I pro- probably did think Arsenal were going to win it. Um, well, do, you think they, do you think City beat them or do you think Arsenal threw it away? I think City beat them. Right. I mean, it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't a terrible, terrible run of results from Arsenal. In compared to what an amazing run it was from Man City, I think that was a bigger thing. Yeah. I think the Man City winning streak was was far more of a um, a factor in it than Arsenal dropping some points because you'd expect Arsenal to drop points across the season, um, and they did so in that that spell. And just looking at some yeah, of the games, I, I, they'll I, be disappointed. Obviously, the... I, I mean, I can I, I see why people are going to say that, but I don't think Arsenal blew it. Um, not in the way I always think back to Newcastle. We blew it, didn't we? We we, we blew it against Man United all those years ago. Um, I talk about it, but but um, I, I I think City's City won it. I'm just looking at the looking back. I thought I would have said that as well, but they're just looking back at the, the the games that uh, Arsenal drop points. They'll look back. They'll be disappointed. That one eleven. There was a home draw v Brentford. There was a home draw v Southampton when they were actually lucky to get the point. Um, but what perversely when they but came they up to by five points, Malcolm. Yeah, and and also as I said the other day on one of the other shows, they lost it by five points, and that was with City throwing away five points on the last two days of the season yeah. because they'd already won the league. So had they have picked up the points at Everton or Bournemouth, City would have won those last two games and and still won it. Do you know what I mean? I, I think City would have just done what they needed to do. Um, so, yeah, there's some poor results in there, but I, as I say, City would have got them either way. So next season, my feeling about Arsenal, a huge part of this, in fact, nearly all of this, obviously they were great last year, and I watched them a few times, but a huge part of this is coming from the 2-0 win at Newcastle near the back end of the season, because I sat at that game, and Arsenal were outstanding and Newcastle had been great all year. We'd been great at home against the big clubs. Uh, we'd give Man City the fright of their lives. We barred them for 40, 50 minutes that day. Um, we'd battered Manchester United. We'd battered Tottenham. Um, other teams were... No one was coming up and having any fun. Arsenal, I thought, would have PTSD after they'd got mauled the year before. And they controlled the game and played Newcastle off the park better than any other team I'd seen. Uh, they beat us more soundly than any other team had done last year. And I thought that this isn't a fluke. None of this is happening by accident. It wasn't just a Newcastle had a bad day. Arsenal were outstanding. And you could see the good players. Odegaard blew me, mate. Odegaard was brilliant that day. Um, and I just thought, yeah, this, is, this isn't this is a flash in the pan. This isn't a team that are going to finish seventh next year. Uh, this is a team who can only, who are only going to go in one direction. And, that, and that's, that's forward. So, um. I just thought they were absolutely great. So I'm quite high on them again next year. Certainly, I'm not sure they can catch City. Um, 
But they're not going to go away. They're, I don't think they'll be dropping out the top four. I'll not be taking any of those props. Um, in terms of the um, bets, like patterns and trends, Baz. So the score plenty, uh, 2.79 goals per game at home. Uh, conceded a ton at home, 1.32 um, at home goals conceded per game. Yeah, that's a lot. You can't you have to score that many goals every week. That was part of the problem. Uh, when they're conceding three to Southampton and um, other teams are going there and scoring goals, that's too much for you to continually overcome. Um, I think they scored late on against Bournemouth, wasn't it, when they won 3-2. Yeah. Um, but So there was a lot of goals. Over three and a half cashed in 53% of the games. Um, over four and a half cashed in a third of the games. Um and both teams to score at home, I've just given you the home and away uh, goals per game. 79% of the games, both teams to score, uh, landed yes at home. So they're absolutely And I don't see any of that changing. They're not going to play a different way. I know they missed Gabriel, but they were. Th- th- this pattern went on all season. Like So I don't see that changing at all, really. Um, your feelings, Baz, about them this season? Um, I'm. I think there'll, there'll be a bit of regression, possibly. Uh, but I don't know. It might be me just hoping rather than anything else. I mean, they've thrown everything at it this season, haven't they? Two hundred million spent so far on Rice, Havertz, and Timber. I mean, that's going to be two hundred and forty million because they've just signed David Raya or, or reached agreement with Raya today. So two hundred and forty million spent one hundred and seventy million last season. So that's four hundred million in two years. Um, the progress is, is there to see from that. Um, they obviously went close, but I mean, I, I'm intrigued. It's a shame we haven't got any Arsenal fan on for this one because I'm intrigued to know what Arsenal fans' expectations are and what would be a failure for this season. Because for me, if they don't win something this year, having spent £400 million, I think the, it's a failure. Um because they have thrown everything at it, uh, and I think they have to get a trophy. Whether that, you know, I don't say, say they need to win the Premier League for it to be a success, but they need to. Already win. won the Community Shield, Baz. So what you want about? Give me that. I saw Arteta after the <laughs> Community Shield talking about how how they've proved they can compete with City, and they've got the monkey off their back, and and all of this. And I get why you try and spin it that way, but at the end of yeah, the day, it, it was a draw in the hundredth minute. From a defected equaliser, it was it was hardly a statement win. It was it was a draw at the end of the day in the Premier League. Yeah. You, wouldn't, you haven't beat City still, um, but I just think it's a huge amount of money. They, they've got to win something this year, and I'm I'm still not convinced they will. I mean, I've got here about for two hundred million pounds. I would want a little bit more than Declan Rice, Kai Havertz, and Timber. And I Rice think... is good. Rice is fine. He's all right. He had a good end of the season. He's clearly quite a nice bloke and a, someone who would fit into the dressing room. He's going to be a good leader. But he's all right. Like, uh, but I mean, Newcastle picked up Bruno, gave him a rush for 35, 38 mil, whatever it was. He said, Rice three times better than him. Um, it's better in that position as well. Um, can I have it? I mean, it's... He's a professional footballer, so he can't be... His, it annoys his... It's silly when people say he's shite because uh, they can't be, Baz. Uh, the professional footballers, the international footballers, they've scored at a higher level. But some, he just looked like he, he just dangles his leg around and stuff. And he, um, I don't see him moving the needle. Like, 
at all. And I don't know much about Timber. And then a reserve goalie or a goalie who was as good as your other goalie. So now 250 mil on that like it. I just, I would want more for me money there, I think. And it's not a go at Arsenal. Like, how many times have we seen people last year saying how well Eddie Howard done the success we'd had last year to get into the top four? And how many responses come back saying, oh, you've just bought it? Nobody says that about Arsenal, do they? When Arsenal spend 400 million, if Arteta wins anything this year, It'll be lauded as a genius. Yeah. If, if Eddie Howe does it, it's money, money, and that's it. That that'll yeah, be yeah. not not Eddie Howe. And it's it, it's a thing that I mean, it's just a little bit annoying as a as a Newcastle fan. Probably the same for City fans. City will always get told they've bought it, but Liverpool are going out spending hundreds of millions. Man United are spending two three hundred million every year. Arsenal are doing it. Chelsea are to a ridiculous extent. And because it's different money from a different country, it, it's it's viewed differently. But I think yeah. in terms of the, the additions, I mean, Rice, there's no doubt he's a good addition. He's a quality player. But I'm not... It, it's You talk about, you don't think Havertz will move the needle. How much will, will Rice move the needle? Because there was nothing wrong with Xhaka, Party and Odegaard last year. That trio was a massive part of their success yeah. last season. And as I say, there's no doubt Rice is an upgrade on Xhaka. I'm not saying he isn't. But as a unit, those three were massive for them last year and now you, you sort of broke that up. And as, He's I, just not... He's not Haaland, do you know what I mean? What was Haaland costing? Yeah, right, Harry Kane's the same price. They're, they're people who are going to take to the next level. A very good holding midfielder is great, but he's not going to do what Haaland or Harry Kane or someone like that will do for you. As I say, I'm, I'm not talking right now. I do think he's absolute quality. Oh, he's outstanding. Player. Outstanding. Um, but as I said, they had, they had, they were absolutely solid in midfield. And Havertz, jury, jury's out for me on Havertz. I think it's a good move for him. He needed to get away from Chelsea, but I just want to see how he's going to fit into that team and what role he's going to play. Because again, that Martinelli, Jesus, and Saka combination was outstanding. Um, and, and where does Havertz break into that when they're all fit? Obviously, Jesus is, is injured at the moment. Uh, Timber will be a good signing. The Raya one just doesn't, I don't get it at all. But for me, I think the Havertz money in particular, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd rather have seen them buy another striker because they've got Gabriel Jesus who who does pick up injuries. He's injured for the start of the season. And if they paid 80 million for a decent striker, I think they'd have been looking a bit more comfortable than, than with Havertz. I, I don't think Havertz was something they needed with what they had last season. And I don't think Raya's anything they need as well. So to spend another forty million there is is a bit, bit of an odd one. Um, one of the downsides with Havertz is that Dan Burns going to kill him as well. Uh, so he might not last the year because if he goes in the same post score as Dan Burn, uh, he's going to suffer at the hands of uh, Big D Big Show. Uh, we need to make some picks, pass is what we need to do. Do we need um, to give your? Uh... Second ad reads out first. No, I'll do the picks first, Blaz, then we'll do FPL. Come on, right. concentrate. I thought, I thought uh, some ad reads to do, sorry. Nah, we do betting, then... I mean, we're talk, it's not like we've already done it 17 times, Baz, already. Um, so I do not think they'll win the league. However, I 100% think they'll finish in the top three. Yeah, that's because I've got Newcastle in second. That's why I say that. Um, I can't take them on the handicap. I think City had points in hand last time. Uh, they get nine points... Um, I think City can cover that. It was hard to take a pick because I think they're going to go well. Then there's no value in. I didn't think they'll miss the top four. I don't think they'll miss the top six. Um, 
there's no point backing them to make the top four at one to three. Um, and then and there's no match bets, I fancy, because I think they're going to be up there. So it's not like I could take them to finish below Chelsea or below Liverpool, because I don't think they will. I did find one, though, Baz. Um, in, it's in the goal-scoring market. So this is uh, the team to score the most goals in the league. Um, they are... Uh, they scored six fewer goals than Manchester City last year, um, which isn't that many. Um, Arsenal are very capable of bullying bad teams at home. Um, I mean, we saw Liverpool knocked up a nine and a seven last year um, against Man United uh, and Bournemouth. So that the price is five to one. So five to one for them to close that gap. We saw Man City at the weekend. They're not prolific. They might even play a little bit more so possession-based Manchester City. Do you know what I mean? They're not always going to go out and smash teams. Like, um, So I think Arsenal... Could get amongst well, they scored a lot of goals. I don't see, as I said earlier, how they play is going to change. There was a lot of say over three and a half, so over four and a half. There was goals in all the games. They conceded goals, which means they're going to have to go out and score five to one bats for them to close that gap. Um, and then in their top scorer market, really, as we've said a few times over this series, is you need opportunity. Uh, now, Jay's used to start the season injured. He's the six to four favourite. Martinelli's dead flaky at nine to two. Havertz is shite at five to one, which leaves Bukayo Saka at eleven to four. Um, an opportunity is one thing. He's going to there. He's going to start every week. He's going to play every week. Um, he's amongst the goals. He's a very very good player. Um, I'd feel better about him if he could get on penalties and went on them, kick them in the goal because he had many issues with that last season. Uh, but I think Saka's just he's second favourite and. With Jesus injured, um, I think Saka can go well at eleven to four. So they'd be my two picks, but I think Saka will be on penalties this season. We kept missing him, didn't he? Uh, he'll start the season as penalty taker. I reckon. Well, well, there you go. That's even better. I mean, then. I mean you, you picked one of my picks there straight away, so I'll jump in with that first. It was the, it was the positive pick be, before the the negative pick I've got for Arsenal. So oh, positively okay. was, was also Saka to be top scorer for Arsenal. At eleven to four plus two seven five, he got fourteen last season. He was only one behind Odegaard and Martinelli, and he got three more than Jesus last year. Jesus, as you see, starts the year injured. I think Saka will be on pens, and I think eleven to four looks good. I thought he looked really good, really dangerous all all day on Sunday as well. Um, this is what I was talking about Arteta. I'd love to be able to get a, a bet on how many yellow cards Arteta picks up this season because yeah. there is a big big clampdown on on the. Um, the behaviour of managers on the touchline. Uh, and as I say, it took him 15 minutes on Sunday. And then I saw the fourth official was in his ear warning him over and over again because um, he didn't change. Well, what's what the point of that? Um, I know, I know. But I think they'll Shit make an example. Off. I've seen a thing from Gary Neville today saying he'd, he'd been speaking to a non-league manager um, who had said they'd been called to a meeting by the FA to explain the big clampdown. Um, and it was pretty much said that it was all brought about as a result of Arteta's behaviour last season. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're all, which, which makes sense. He stands out. I mean, Klopp, Klopp's just as bad, to be fair. Um, I mean, they brought in other changes. Uh, have you seen, you can now only have one person on the touchline. Yeah, you have two. yeah that's, that's the old, that's the mad dog rule, really. that's, that's Newcastle, yeah, because Eddie yeah. Howe and Jason Tindall are always there as a pair. Now, that one doesn't make any sense to me. Because that's a coach's job, isn't it? Like if yeah, it's not affecting anything at all. You, you, you're paid to stand and, and discuss and come up with an idea. Like 
doesn't matter if there's two or three of you. You're all coaches of the same team. Um, I don't know. That one's a bit bizarre, but definitely that that that's a result of of us. I suspect. Um, I'm I'm a bit lower on Arsenal. I, I think I don't see them getting as close to City this year. They could very easily finish second this year, but like you, you, you can't back them to finish in the top four. You can't back them to finish above anyone because you're not getting any really good prices. I just think the top four race is wide open, and I think Arsenal could slip out of it. Um, okay. I just think it's not unfeasible. I, I see them finishing behind City, so then you're looking for three of Liverpool, Man United, Newcastle, Villa, maybe even Chelsea. Um, and... Nine to four for them to finish out the top four plus two twenty five. I mean, I'm don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm fishing around for a pick here with, with this one um, yeah. because there wasn't a lot that jumps off. So it's not something I'm going to be putting my money on. But I think there's a chance. I think the, the the top four race is wide open, and Arsenal could slip out of it. I think they'll drop back a little bit into the pack, and I think other teams will improve. So you're going to miss top four at nine to four, yeah? Top four. Missed top four, nine to four, but um, I've also got Saka to be top scorer at 11 to four as well. Okay, we'll have a whiz through some FBL players to watch uh, once I tell you about um, Parley Player, our new sponsor here. Um, Parley Player, it's a great way to get down on your favourite Parley Player props. Uh, NFL season is right around the corner. Parley Player, love all your favourite props. Parley Play is available in a ton of states, including California and Texas. Plus, our good friends up north, Parley Play is available in a bunch of provinces in Canada. Uh, sign up with our code. You'll get a sweet bonus to get started. Um, a parlay player that we like is uh, Man United to... Uh, sorry, uh, Man United... Man City to win the league and Sheffield United to finish bottom is 92. Head over to parlayplay.io. Use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's parlayplay.io. Promo code SGP. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Um, so we've got a fantasy listener league. Uh, any Arsenal fans want to jump in and have a game? Uh, we've got some money up for grabs, 150 quid. We've got some merch from the store. We've got the egg in a cup cup. Uh, the code you need is CVVQAB. That is Campbell, Vieira, Vieira, Quinn, Anelka, Bergkamp. I'm just throwing Quinn in for everyone now. I'm sure I didn't nail Quinn played for Arsenal, didn't he? Sure he did. Well, yeah, he must have done. Uh, throw Sal Campbell in there as well. That, yeah, I was a man of a certain age there, Vieira and Elker and Bergkamp. Uh, CVV, QAB. Uh, Baz, you're the FPL expert. I think a lot of people are saying you must have three Arsenal players, um, but which three? Uh, I haven't got three Arsenal players at the moment. 
Um, but yeah, I can be a lot more positive about Arsenal from an FPL point of view. I mean, Saka has been in my side from day one. He'll definitely remain there, I think. 14 goals and 12 assists last season. It was only Salah who had more um, contributions, goal contributions from midfield last year. Um, he wasn't even the highest scoring Arsenal player last year, though. Odegaard had 212 points, Saka 202, and Martinelli 198. So Saka and Odegaard are both at 8.5 million. Martinelli's at 8 million. Realistically, any of those three are good picks from the off, uh, and maybe even two of them. They do look to have a favourable start. They've got good fixtures to start the season. So doubling up on their attacking options isn't isn't a bad shout, really. Um, I, I was sort of tinkering around with starting Jesus when I've done my first draft. Um, I think him and Saka would have been a good good way to start. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be fit now. So Jesus will come out for me. Whether I replace him with another Arsenal asset is, is questionable at this stage. I mean, at the other end... It's White, Ben White and Gabriel who appealed. But White got 156 points last year, Gabriel 146. So there wasn't much between them. Both of them missed a little bit of time during the season. White's at five and a half million. Gabriel's half a million cheaper at five million. So I think Gabriel for me would offer a little bit of better value. Save the half a million, spend it somewhere else. But for me at the minute, Saka is is definitely in. As I say, you can't put anyone off Odegaard or Martinelli. And... I probably will start the season with Gabriel in my team as well. So Saka and Gabriel for me. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I've got three Arsenal in bats, but I've got two Arsenal defenders. And having made these notes and said I think they're going to concede goals and going through the clean sheet numbers, um, I might have to call an audible on that one and ditch one of them. I've got Gabriel and Saliba in. Um, but if there's not going to be many clean sheets kicking around, they're not like sort of goal scoring centre-halves in the traditional sense. So um, my third one is Saka. Um, so if I ditch one of those uh, defenders and maybe spend the money on a on an attacking Arsenal player, other than that, um, there's not much around really. Uh, you, you've absolutely correctly highlighted uh, the players. Be interesting to see what Timber contributes going forward. Do one of his an attacking fullback? I had high hopes for Tierney um, in that sense. Um, Arsenal fans didn't didn't really pay off. Um, so, yeah, the, I think I'll ditch one of those Arsenal defenders. Uh, but Saka is the one absolutely nailed on for me at the moment. Um, and I think, Baz, um, that might just about be Arsenal covered. Um, like I said at the top, if, you, if you've enjoyed listening to us and you want to uh, listen to our, our pick shows, come and find us in all the usual places at the Premier League Gambling Podcast. The fantasy code is CVVQAB. Come and have a go. Um, Baz, anything else to wear? Uh, on Arsenal before we sign off? No, nothing from me. That's that's all for now. Just, um, as you say, make sure you're subscribing. Hit the thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube uh, and get subscribing and watch the regular season shows. Yeah, the Million Pound Show will be out by the time you've heard this. So go and seek it out. We'll give uh, we'll give all of our futures picks. And then the main pick show um, will be live on Wednesday night if you can join us or you find it as a podcast. Uh and you can you'll get all our weekend picks in the Premier League. So uh thanks everyone for listening. Appreciate it. Uh three days to go to the Prem bars. It's exciting. Uh we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Thank you.